Well, friends, you had to figure it was coming. Uh, but old Wayne Tebow went home on Christmas Day. He was 101. Uh, if you don't know Wayne Tebow's work, uh, you could listen to my podcast, Delta Dream. It was one of my first podcasts. I don't, I don't know. It's a little embarrassing for me to listen back to it now. It's not very expertly done. Uh, and then I think I did another update for his 100th birthday. The Crocker Museum in Sacramento had a, a retrospective of him. It, it, it ended, it closed about a year ago. Um, but I imagine they'll be doing some stuff uh, soon. So uh, the Crocker Art Museum down on the end of O Street in Sacramento, up against the, up against the river, a short walk to Old Sac. Nice day. Um, they'll be doing something. They're the oldest art museum west of the Mississippi River. They're a cool place. You should check it out. Um, if you know Wayne's work, you probably have heard about his passing. Um, and if you had Vince, then I encourage you to check it out. He's a really interesting. Uh, painter who's worthy of your attention, I think, and he's pretty accessible to uh, to you here in the North State. If you're not following, uh, you know, the situation with him, I'll just read you a few headlines and maybe it'll spark your interest or let you know what's going on. CNN says, uh, Wayne Tebow celebrated American painter dies at 101. The Times, playful painter of the everyday dies. Prolific painter... Wayne Tebow was a brilliant artist. Wayne Tebow, the painter of cakes and San Francisco cityscapes. That was true, too, but uh, he painted the Delta, too, which I'm very attached to, and I love that. Um, you know, tributes are pouring in from, from his, uh, his friends, colleagues, and admirers, So, and there are many of them. So that's what's going on there. What's going on with the podcast? I, I, I've been away for a while. I, I'm really... I'm grateful that you keep it going. In fact, uh, December was a, a good month for the podcast. I had more listeners than I've had in a couple of months. I don't know why. I think maybe my students are traveling home for the holidays, and you know they're they're taking me with them, which I'm just so flattered by. Got to tell you, this last semester was rough. I I didn't feel like a very good teacher. And, you know, during the time that I was at home, I didn't feel like a good teacher. But I'm like, I don't know if anyone is a good teacher in this situation. You know, then we get back into the classroom and I'm like, oh, this is going to be easy. Well, it's never easy. You know, you still have to work for it. So it was a bit of a struggle and it took a lot of emotional energy. Spent a lot of time out fly casting as a, as a way to... Uh, uh, you know, stay fresh and stay positive for my students. And, you know, that, that's something I love anyway, but doing something I loved definitely made me more, uh, I hope, patient, tolerant, and available uh, for them. Not a bad lesson, by the way. I mean, if that works for you. If, if, if you don't think that works for you, though, try it, because it just might. You know, I think a lot about my fly fishing life and I've been, um, you know, involved in it a lot. And it's made me, uh, you know, sort of uh, it's reawakened my uh, understanding of watersheds and of rivers. We've got, you know, this drought that we're um, getting a little bit of relief from right now. And, you know, we're um, beginning the construction of the new sites reservoir. You know, water is the issue in California. 
guess we need some dams, but we've also just uh, come to realize that a lot of them are so damaging to the environment, and a lot of them are not really about water resources for irrigation. Uh, a lot of them were about, uh, you know, mining and stuff. So, like, there's a dam on the Uber River that uh, it would be really nice to see removed because I think it was just there to stop debris from uh, mining operations from flowing into Marysville. And if you opened it up, those salmon and steelhead would have an uninterrupted passage up to their up to their spawning grounds until they get up to the Inglebright Dam, which isn't going anywhere. But uh, it would also open that area up uh, to be floated for fly fishermen. And I want to tell you that fly fishermen uh, are, are an important part of uh, the environmentalist movement. I, I don't know that people who don't fly fish are not necessarily not out there for the same reasons, but I do think there's a, a culture of fly fishing that when you, um, when you start it, you accept the mandate to um, teach people about ethical uh, you know, river practices in general, but in particular, catch and release. Uh, you know, there was a an attempted catch and release regulation on the Oregon rivers that was been been uh, you know shot down, unfortunately, by the by the Oregon legislature. And uh, it's really unfortunate. The fly fishing guides all said, you know, water problems for the west are impinging upon the steelhead populations we need to let go all of these wild fish and some of the other fishing guides said people won't book trips with us if they can't take fish home and uh i don't know i, I just think that it's part of your job if you take somebody out into the natural world to educate them on uh the ethics of being in that space, and those include uh, primarily resource protection. I don't, I don't really get it. Um, but anyway, so I've been out doing that sort of thing a lot, and and uh, you know, I don't, I doubt that very many of my podcast listeners are that interested in fly fishing. Though I do think a lot of them uh, are, a lot of you <laughs> are interested in environmental issues dam removal and that sort of thing. So maybe I'll be talking about that in the future. I I need to talk about something in the future. I don't need to. I mean, you know, but but I feel that I want to. I feel that I still have stuff to say and that, uh, you know, I still have an audience out there. So thank you for keeping me engaged in this, even when I was, you know, running around trying to be a teacher and trying to keep myself alive during this whole ongoing global pandemic. I sometimes wish I could be like some of the people I know who just just decided to ignore it, but I, I can't. Um, so, so that's where I'm at with that. Uh, but I don't want to go into it too much. I hope you're well. Um, whatever you celebrate, whatever you don't, wherever you are, whoever you are, I wish you well. And uh, I think, you know, now that I have this space available to me, there's nobody around the office and I could actually make a podcast or finish some that I've started. And so... Uh, keep an eye out for some content soon. I'll be trying to get something out towards you and keep this little journey going. Um, but I really, really appreciate the support and encouragement so far. And and again, I'm glad that uh, that you didn't leave me alone and you made me know that you still want to hear what I have to say. So I'm, I'm going to stick in it with you. That's it. Thanks, friends. I'll talk to you soon. Uh, I miss you. If... <laughs> It might sound crazy, 
but I do miss you. Um, and so I'll be in touch soon. Thanks. Oh, I forgot the song. Well, I'll give you the major seventh chord anyway. Mm -hmm. 